Alrighty, so um, I, I'm so glad that you're able to do this with me. Uh, I'm really appreciative and I'm really thankful for this. Um, I just have a, a couple of questions. Hopefully they're uh, not too long. Uh, I hope like we can get through as many as possible. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about mainly your, uh, basically uh, your background and your actual like hands-on experience, like performance coaching. Uh, you did baseball for a little while, personal training. If you can just touch on those subjects, that'd be great. Uh, Whichever one you want to start with. In terms of how I, I came to this position or? Yeah. How did you come to, to those positions of like a personal trainer? How did you uh, become, uh, I think it was also a sports performance coach, all of those things. Yeah. So uh, obviously I grew up playing sports most of my life, played baseball and hockey, came from Canada. I was really interested in trying to take the skills that I had learned through, you know, playing sports and uh, apply them in ways that could help others. Uh, at first, I thought that meant um, becoming a, a skills coach. So I was going to coach baseball, and I thought that seemed like the easiest transition. Uh, but I noticed right away that I had a little bit of uh, more opportunity to pursue an academic route. And I think I always did well mm -hmm. in school, so it, that kind of opened up that door. So uh, I approached that, and like most people in the mental performance field, um, we show great grit, and so we persevere and we uh, follow our passions until the bitter end. And that's something that I, I like to foster in most people. Uh, and demonstrate. So that kind of led me all the way down the path to get my PhD. Uh, in the midst of that process, I was exposed to strength and conditioning, mm -hmm. and I was able to uh, get my, get certified as a strength coach. So then the 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 goal became instead of just becoming a skills coach, maybe I could become a strength and conditioning coach and add value that way. And then I noticed that in order to get people to really be effective at what they're doing in any context of sport, uh, I had to be able to communicate and motivate in a sense and learn how to guide people. Uh, from the inside out rather from the outside in so that kind of led into my uh, phd that was looking at health and exercise psychology so getting in the mind and so i basically took my understanding of the body and sport and tried to uh, uh view it through the lens of psychology and uh, from that perspective and that kind of helped me realize i could add value not just uh, in, in training conditioning or just inside the sport and skill but rather from a, a more global perspective and so that launched me into uh, a professor type role where I could actually mentor and teach in those areas. Uh, and now I'm, I'm feeling a pull towards sharing that value with others through um, my own private business, mind muscle performance coaching, which wow. provides uh, not only strength and conditioning and mental performance, but also uh, nutrition guidance as well for people that are looking to improve their health, fitness and performance. So I really took all of those different factors and, and really followed them towards uh, um, the position and the business that I have today. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's something that like um, I've kind of just wanted to, to understand because uh, when I'm like doing this whole kinesiology thing, uh, I kind of got a little uh, demotivated in a sense that like you know am I am I gonna be good enough to you know tackle this you know, education and everything and put myself out there? Because one thing I struggle with a little bit is kind of uh, I guess putting myself out there. Uh, I uh, I have kind of like a little nervousness when it comes to talking to people and stuff. So uh, that's one thing I struggle with. And um, just hearing you, just it, it motivates me to, you know, put myself out there and really shine, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing that. I know that's not easy. And I want yeah. you to know that you're not alone in the way that you feel. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I am the same way. I struggle oh, with wow. nervousness. Everyone gets nervous and anxious. Yeah. Uh, the question is, how do we perceive that? And how does that impact our, our behavior? And so even having these kind of calls and, and having done them more regularly, mm -hmm. I've learned how to uh, focus on a conversation and, and really think deeply about what's being asked 
so that I can add value in meaningful ways. But that doesn't mean that my heart rate doesn't go up. That doesn't mean that, uh, you know, when I say something or when I say, ah, or I stutter that I don't, you know, trigger that nervousness, that anxiousness that I'm not coming across clearly. Uh, so that doesn't go away even with uh, advanced degrees. Uh, mm-hmm. But the true, the true value in learning how to master where you place your focus yep. uh, can help you step outside or make room for those nervous and anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so as you continue to work through this, know that those negative thoughts are always going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's just your ability to work through them and see through them and, and know that they're not serving what you're doing in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then having the ability to, to move forward in spite of them. But knowing that everybody deals with anxiety and nervousness and the only thing that changes is the way that we perceive them and the way that we work with them rather than trying to work around them. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I I'm gonna make sure make sure I try my best with that. Yeah. Especially It's a life pursuit, so don't don't feel like you're gonna get it all at once. Yeah. I still struggle that with that today, so totally mm-hmm. normal from your perspective. But you're doing great mm-hmm. so far. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm I'm really trying to like stay calm and keep my words flowing and yeah. But thank you. Thank you for those encouraging words. Um, so, yeah, next up, I just wanted to say, uh, what was the hardest part of your career path? Like, what was something that really challenged you? The hardest part of my career path was mm-hmm. making the transition from Canada out to California. Okay. Uh, so I at the, at the time I was married to my wife, uh, mm-hmm. no kids. Uh, we moved out here away from all of our family and support system and community. And, and it was really difficult to kind of start that from ground zero. Uh, we really uh, relied heavily on the Lord during that transition, and he brought community around us, but that doesn't mean it was easy. Uh, in that transition, I also uh, became really overwhelmed with, with how things were going and, and sort of the pressure that was put on me. And oftentimes the pressure that was put on me was more so me putting pressure on myself to do well and to want to strive to be the best I possibly could. And I wanted to prove to the people that you know gave me my position that I could bring value at the level that I promised in my interviews. Mm-hmm. And so that expectation kind of um, impeded my ability to stay focused and, and to uh, work through those anxious feelings. And I actually went into a, a brief episode of, of anxiety and depression for the first three months that I was wow. here. And I don't share that openly with a lot of people, but I think it's something that people need to hear that it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Uh, even when you're highly skilled uh, and in knowledge and in practice, mm-hmm. uh, mental health struggles, you know, can hit you from any anywhere and any time. And it's something that uh, I want people to know that is, is normal, but also there's there's ways to to move forward and act in ways that allow you to, to work through that. A big part of that was my faith, but also learning how to connect and be uh, be around people that can can help guide me through it uh, is nothing to be ashamed of. It's just part of the journey. And so, as I share with other people that I come into contact with, whether it be in the classroom or if it's in my private business or what have you, I move forward in ways that I think people can relate to. And I think if we just talk about how great we are and the things that we do, then we don't really give people a a realistic view of what's actually in front of them. So then when they're confronted with those things, they're like, oh crap, like I'm not supposed to feel this way and and I'm doing it wrong. And so the anxiety continues to, to pick up steam when in reality, I think it's my responsibility to help people know that that is a problem and that, and that is an issue, but that doesn't mean we can't overcome it or work through it, but it just takes a deeper level of commitment to, uh, to see it that way and to rally the support around you that you need and that nobody does it on their own. And I think that's something that not enough people admit to. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow, that, you can just imagine moving from Canada to here. That's insane. That's, that's a, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's amazing. You actually were able to, you know, persevere, and especially with your faith. And 
really commit to it. That's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure there's times in your life when you've gone through something like that as well. Yeah. I wouldn't say as drastic for moving from Canada to California, but there are some times. Not yet. Not yet. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be big. It can be small. It can be going from high school to college. Mm-hmm. That's a big transition. That's it's true. all relative. That's true. Right. New friends, new support, living away from home, mm-hmm. you know, living through COVID online learning, like those are all big yeah. transitions. It's all relative, but the more we lean into it and find ways to leverage the support we have around us is really going to contribute to our success versus the myths that you hear out there that, you know, you just got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and move forward. I just don't think that's all that realistic or helpful. So yeah. know that it, it doesn't have to be that way. Already for sure. Wow. That's, that's great advice. Thank you so much. Um, so then just, uh, I know it, it was only supposed to be 10 to 15 minutes, but if I can just ask one more question, if that's possible. Okay, yeah. cool. Alrighty, so my last question would be uh, something that most people don't know about this career. What do you think that's something that people don't really know uh, or, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that you have to be a specialist in a field to be effective at what you do and that your knowledge dictates your ability to acquire jobs and you know earn high salaries and that type of thing. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I think knowledge is important. We want to demonstrate that we understand what we're doing but I think what's underrated is competence and collaboration. Oftentimes people with lots of knowledge that have no communication or, or even a, a will to want to collaborate with other people, mm-hmm. um, they're not able to move through to those positions that I think they find the most value in. So learning how to sort of break the, break the barriers down and, and take down the walls between, you know, an exercise physiologist and a, um, athletic trainer and a performance coach and a, and a skills coach, right? Learning how to work together synergistically so that people can actually um, move forward in the direction that is going to pick up momentum and, and have good cohesion. Uh, so I think that a lot of people think they have to be a specialist when really you want to be a generalist. You want to be competent in several areas so that you can contribute and bring value um, based on the skill set that you have while not dismissing the fact that you don't know everything. And so oftentimes when people get degrees, they think they're going to know everything there is to know about one field. And uh, what you learn is um, you just learn what you don't know and how much more you don't know, even though now you've learned more. So it becomes this perpetual chase of knowledge. Uh, and instead of kind of going down that as like a one, one-way road, uh, kind of taking your head up and looking around saying like, I don't need to know everything. I need to know enough to be competent to work in this space. And then what really matters is the way that I connect and communicate and relate to people so that they can actually take the knowledge that I do have and apply it in a very real, meaningful way. And so many, so many people out there are, are so expert in their approach that they actually don't care whether it actually works for the person. They, they, they put that responsibility on the client. And so they might give them a perfect program or they might give them the right things to say, um, but they actually don't able, they're not able to apply that and make it stick consistently. So in the end, did you really help that person? And I think the answer is no, right? So yeah. moving towards more of a, a generalist approach or being an expert generalist rather than a specialist on one specific topic, I think is where your value comes from. And that's the direction that I think we're headed, but most people don't, don't know or aren't willing to admit at least. Wow. Yeah, that's, wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to re- hear this and everything and I'm just going to be like, I need to apply a lot of this <laughs> yeah thank you so yeah, you much. gotta process it and listen to mm-hmm. that listen through 
couple of times. I, I do the same thing and mm-hmm. I've, I've had these conversations over and over again. So yeah. it might seem like I have it all together, but it's only because I wrestled with this stuff for the last seven years, seven trying years. to figure out my place in, in the midst of everything. So yeah, wow. take some time and take what you find valuable and apply it, whatever sticks yeah. and then uh, move forward and learn from your experiences. But remember, you don't have to be perfect. You just got to keep making progress, making progress. Alrighty, well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for answering these questions and giving insight and even giving a little bit of details about your life. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Um, and again, is it okay if I am able to post this to, for my class? Uh, Absolutely. And uh, if you posted it on a podcast somewhere, feel free to share the link. I'd love to uh, put it on my social media or, oh, cool. or share it in places to, to help you with your podcast uh, if I can. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll be sure to shoot you the link as soon as it's up and everything. Alrighty. Cool. Great to meet you, Justin. Yeah, great to meet you too. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Take care. Cool.